This is Pedro. This is Tara. And welcome to the Goddard's Real and Raw talk show. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Sunday, everyone. Happy Sunday, everybody. How y'all doing out there today? (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear yourself? I can hear myself. Great, great, great. Yep. Is it not too loud? No, it's, say, it's, it's fine. You say, oh, you're blowing my eardrums. No, that, that was before. You know what it is? When you have these um, inner ear in mm. here, you know, earphones, it's just, it's, it's inner ear. It's in your ear. <laughs> the noise. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Goddess Podcast, Real and Raw. Mm-hmm. My name is Pedro. My name is Tara. And we want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, today, we're going to have a special guest coming up in a bit. His name is Derek. Why now all of a sudden I lost his name? Derek, Mr. Derek Reynolds. <laughs> there we go, Derek Reynolds. I, I've been <laughs> saying to myself, Derek Reynolds, Derek Reynolds, Derek Reynolds. And then when I get to them, like Derek, uh, I want to say Hughes. You've never been good at remembering I'm, names. I'm bad at remembering names. That's true. True to my, I'm, you know, old age, old age, old oh, age. Oh, blame it on the age. Yeah, of course I'm going to blame it on the age. <laughs> Why is it? Yeah. It's kind of what, what something happened? bright, like my face. You well, see how like Turn I'm, your light off then. What light? You like this on? <laughs> no, this light is you turned this. You changed this light. Yeah. Stop changing my lights. <laughs> Just turn it off, and it's fine. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how was your week, Ben? Uh, my week was good. Um, I think from the London trip, I was really busted. So, I, this week was hard, like driving. Right, right, right. I was really tired. You know, I had a couple of nights where I just was. You was burnt. I was burnt. I was gone. Yeah, it so happens. Still not. I don't know what it is, but whatever. Yeah, it's you know what? Face. It's the camera. It's the camera that we're using. It's it's different than the one that we normally use. Just leave the light on. It's fine. Yeah, just leave it there. You'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Other than you're driving, mm-hmm. driving hard. It was a lot of driving. I, I did over a thousand miles in like five days. I'm like, sheesh, like. So I was like, man, I was, it was just rough this week, mm. but I made it through, got the rest. Yeah. So didn't even look at the car yesterday. Mm. That's Only, a good thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but um, I thought for that my week was good. Um, how was your week? It's hot. I know. They say to you, everybody and their mothers outside today, boy. I'm like, Lord, I went outside um to go to the grocery store, and then I went to go visit family member and like normally her block would be like cars yeah it was not a car inside everybody was gone people out there enjoying she said the everybody was out there pushing the car pushing the baby walking the dog riding yeah. the bike yeah and when it gets hot over here they they go all out well you have to take advantage of the sun in the uk because we don't get much of it you get what i'm saying listen like i told it's this more one rain lady, and was like told this one lady i ain't looking for the sun i'm looking for the rain so <laughs> I like it when the when it rains, it don't like it's it's um it's like a heavy. It's just a consistent, you know, drizzle. Yeah, it's very, you know. very light. But um now I enjoy it. I enjoy walking in the drizzle, give you a nice little cool breeze. Mm-hmm. But this heat over here, and because just no air, it's no what it is. What it is. You don't have no air conditioner, acon. No, acon, air conditioner, but the humidity is over here is not as bad either. But it still was it was hot today. Yeah. It was definitely hot today. So I'm like, and it's hot in our bedroom. Yeah, but that's oh only because gosh. we have the issue going on with the boiler that we're right. trying to get fixed. Is mm-hmm. that, that issue? 
but even still, it, it, it the heat rises, so yeah. it's just because we our room well, is. We can that. always move down here. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna move anything. You hardly hate moving yourself. I know, I know, but I move it for the coolness. I tell you that much. Yeah. But yeah, you don't you don't like it because it is underneath. So the is the basement, so it doesn't really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't like it for that reason. Yeah, you like upstairs because of the fresh air. I do. Yeah, but that I side that side of the house too is hot. Yeah. Junior's room would be cool. The air comes in that way for some reason. Yeah. It's, that's weird because that's where all the buildings are, but yet the air comes in from his side of the house. I think it just depends on what day the, the wind want to blow. It can blow in the girl's room and it's nice and cool, then it's hot in his room. So it's just vice versa. Mm-hmm. You just never know what you're going to get. Nope, not right here in the UK. Honestly. <laughs> right. So. And they don't even have ceiling fans. I was thinking we could have ceiling fans, something. Yeah. Maybe some of the newer houses have it. Who knows? Yeah. So. Nah, not really. I've been in new houses. Nobody, they don't do ceiling fans either. Oh. Uh uh-uh, uh. They don't believe in that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Shoot, man. So, how do I say that? Everything else has been good. Everything been oh, good. Oh, you did. We did. We did. Um, You released your new single. I released my new single. On time. On time. We did it time. July 4th. July 5th. 5th. Sorry, July 5th. Yeah. Get it straight. On time. And yes. also, it's on bandcamp.com. However, um, it's going to be on there for the next couple of weeks. And then. On August 5th, it's going to go live everywhere. So you can, you know, Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, all of those platforms. My song will be on there on time. And I hope you guys enjoying it so far. Yeah. I, but we would still like you to go on Bandcamp and order it. It's yeah, just $3, yeah. three, three US or three pounds. Right. And um, yeah. we try to keep it low. Yeah, support your girl. Want... Support your girl. Yeah, support the wife. Support the wife. <laughs> Yeah. So I can go back in the studio and do some things. I got a lot of things in mind that I want to do for my next. I actually want to do an EP next. Or even if not that, maybe another single. Um, but I'm just trying different things, you know, trying different songs that I'm writing. And songwriting is, I am say, it's not hard, but it's just knowing your niche, knowing which, you know, what make people come draw them in, you know, with your mm-hmm. writing. So that's something that um, I'm trying out. And I just pray God continue to lead the way. And, um, you know, I continue to make music, what yeah. I love to do. And either way, God was still blesses and we figured out a way. We figured out this single. Yeah. So we figured it out again. And the, best thing knows. I, and the best thing about it, sorry to cut you off, is that God brought the right people at the right time. It's yeah. amazing how God can bring the right people to you at the right time to do the things, to do his work. Yeah, but it still costs money. It costs money, but he money, always. Money, money, but money, money. But he provides. He provides. And he provided for us to do what we needed to do with um getting the single done. So it is oh, yeah. what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quit always complaining about money. I'm not complaining about money. I just said that it costs money. Well, everything costs money. I know that. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm like I'm on hands and knees, but not begging, but pleading. No, you know, support but see, you don't, you don't, yeah, but yeah, but you don't have to beg people. I'm not begging. When people want begging. to give their gift because they actually, want to. You know, I don't even like asking people really. Mm-hmm. But I am, you know, if you feel in your heart, yeah, you know, help help us out because <laughs> we definitely will use it towards the ministry. Definitely, definitely, definitely. You ready for this week? Uh, what's this week? I don't know. It's a new week. Uh, yeah, I'm just <laughs> ready for the week. Whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited because um, we got two more weeks to go, and then I'll be off for ten days. Mm. So you get a break. We oh, actually, on that note, we are going to start doing some pre-recorded shows. Yeah, we are. 
Um, so sometimes we will be live and sometimes we'll be pre-recorded. Yeah. Um, reason being is that in two weeks, my son is coming from New York and I'm going to take those 10 days off from work. Yeah. And I don't plan to do anything but spend the time with my son. Because yeah. I have not seen him since March. Yeah. February of 2009 in person. I've seen him on FaceTime. Right. But I haven't seen him since 2009 because yeah. my situation being deported here. Mm. So back to Bermuda, actually. Yeah. So um, I definitely will be kind of incognito and I will be taking a sabbatical. Sabbatical. For sure. <laughs> so we're going to do some pre recorded stuff so that we can have it out. But um, like I said, we right. will be doing, and for the future too, just doing some pre-recorded stuff mm -hmm. to make it easier for us for the weekend. Yeah. Because through the summertime, there's just so much going on. Yeah. In the summertime. Yeah. And a lot of people are away. And we need to get out more. And we, yeah, we need to get out more with the children. We mm -hmm. need to start doing, so, now that the sun is coming out, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Take advantage of this fun, yo. Oh, whatever. I'm just saying. Whatever. It's, it's <laughs> not, it's, you know, it's not all cracked up to be. Yeah. Anything in the news that, that's popping? No, because if I talk about the news, we could be talking for another hour because it's just that infuriating. So, no. No? Okay. No, I don't even want to talk about it. Is it. People know what's going on in the news. I mean, right now, uh, well, over here in the UK, Boris Johnson has resigned. I don't think he's left office, though. He's the prime minister, kind of like the, I don't know if he's a president of the, yeah, he's a president of the You'll be considered something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, he's resigned. And mm. so now they're talking about who's going to take over for him. Mm. Um, in the U.S., of course, you know that young man that shot up all those people, killed six people, and then the young black man that um, got shot sixty times, shot at ninety times, hit sixty times. Mercy. Um, like I said, I don't even. Yeah, it's that's sad. We talk about it, we're blue in the face, and it just doesn't change because the the narrative is always the same. They, I don't know, we seem to be very dangerous as black people in this world. Mm. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not even going to go there. So I'm just going to leave it right there. Yeah. Like, um, like I said, that could be a whole show in itself. Yeah. Um, Going up to be a black man in this country, even in the UK. Even in the UK, I'm about to say, yeah. you know, it may not be as, as um, loud as it is in the US, but it's prevalent here. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. It's just in an undertone way that um, you receive the racism you know, as a black person and not just a black person, maybe another um type of a race as well. So, you know, we all dealing with different things. It's, it's a hard thing to, to deal with, but it is what it is when it comes to that. And we just have to be strong and continue to pray. And oh, yeah. that's all you can do. That's all we can do. Cause there's so much hate in the world. Like why I got to be like that? I don't know. You know, this is not even hate. It's fair. It's like, why y'all be so fearful of somebody because mm. of the color of their skin? Yeah, um, I just don't understand. I think I think it's all set into with hate as well. I think you know, people just hate you just for no reason, and you could just be just because you are you, and they just don't like things about you. So, yeah, I can see that. You know, it's it's strong. It's strong. For sure. I can see that definitely. Mm -hmm. I'm pouring this water in a cup because every time I drink from the bottle, mix all this milk. Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it make the crunchy noise. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna pour it in a cup. Yeah, and that way I stop making noise when I drink my water. Yeah, yeah. See, I do drink water. Mm. 
My wife says I don't drink. Look, I just said make sure you drink enough so you can stay hydrated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you right. Yeah, yeah. I think he's there. Yeah. So without further ado, we want to get on to the show. Again, thank everybody for joining us. We're going to be interviewing Derek Reynolds. Mm-hmm. He is the founder of Huggadad. He's also done some other things. Uh, I think he ran for a District 6. Yeah. And Wichita. Wich- I don't I think you're say saying that. the name right. Wichita. Wichita, Kansas. Yep. City Council candidate. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he's, like I say, he's a founder of Huggadad, which is a, a foundation that helps men deal with different things in life with their children, with the courts. Mm-hmm. And with their situations, whatever situation they're in. Right. Um, so but we're gonna let him get into that and tell us about that. Right. Let y'all so, meet him. Well, so we're gonna bring we wanna bring him on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, right, right. You did say that. <laughs> Hi, Derek. Hello, how you doing? All right. All right, all right. You're a little dark there. You got, you got some light? Yeah, let me get some light. Hold on. Okay. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Can you hear yourself in um, Thing Pete? Yeah. Say it again. I was just making sure you can hear yourself. Yeah, I can hear myself. Hey, now we can see you. How, How you, you doing? doing? I'm doing good. good. How are you? All How right. You doing, yes, All yes. Right. All right. Good to have you with us. Yeah, good to see you. Nice to you be here. You can hear us pretty well? Yeah, I can hear you very well. Thank you. Oh, great, great. Cool. We can hear you well, too. That's good. So Derek reached out. He reached out to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Ty's been saying, if anybody wants to come up to the podcast and talk, please reach out to us and we'd be happy to have you on. And Derek is one of the first people to reach out to us. Yeah. So we thought, I never even heard of, your, of the foundation that you that you have. I never even heard of it. I was like, wow, this is really cool. So we was like, we got to get him. We got to get him on to talk about this. Yeah. yeah. So right off the back, um, would you just like to introduce yourself so that everybody can know who you are? Yeah, my name is Derek Reynolds. Uh, like you said, I'm the founder of the Hug a Dad Foundation. Born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I've been living in Wichita, Kansas for about six years now. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to be on the show. Oh, awesome. Cool. Awesome. We're happy to have you here. So I've been looking you up and all the stuff that you do. You're doing some amazing things. Helping fathers that need to be helped, single fathers, I would say, that's out there. So, um, what made you start the foundation? Actually, real quick, before you answer that question, oh. when, like, what made you start? But when did, like, when, what year? Oh, yeah, what year you started? I'm sorry. I started uh, November 2020 during the pandemic. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. So, my son was born 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having I was having difficulties uh just getting you know what I thought was basic rights for my son right. when I was born in family court. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seen that there was I thought that my situation was the worst. I seen that there was a lot of fathers having um, way worse situations than mine, mm-hmm. and you know I just felt like something needed to be done. I wanted to add to whatever what was going on 
at the time. Right. I didn't know about any other fatherhood groups. Right. I didn't know what anybody else had, but I, I had ideas. I had feelings, you know, things that I felt was going wrong. Right. And, you know, I just wanted to put add my two cents to it. So I just started writing down how I felt, writing down my feelings. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how the website, I mean, you well, yeah, that's how the website came about. Right. And uh, well, at first I was trying to get I was trying to get the news to recognize that dads were having trouble with the family court system and no right. one in the news really wanted to hear me. So right. I figured if I started a foundation, then there would be something for me to go up and talk about and things like that. I figured, I figured more people would be willing to, you know, or be interested in that. And right. I started the foundation and, you know, so I've been going from there. So that's how that's how it started. Wow. The pandemic opened up a lot of doors for some people. So, yeah, I can I can. Um, what's the word? I can attest. attest or I can understand what you went through because mm-hmm. I went through that. Say, like, where were you about 15 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> right. 20 years ago, because I went through that same I went through that same problem with the courts um, with my son and my um, ex-wives and um i it was very frustrating because it's like you do all the right things you do the things you're supposed to do and you still don't get the support or the recognition like that you need like i make that joke all the time like um even with the schools now i could go to the school and i can do all the things for my child and when they send home the letter the only person that is addressed to is my wife they don't even they don't even like acknowledge me like that I'm even even I just set up the whole you know the whole thing right um I did do one thing that was unheard of what back in the day um my my ex-wife and I we had a real good relationship and she met my wife and um I was on child support and we actually had sat down and had an adult conversation and she actually which people thought was weird or crazy, but she actually took me off. She actually went in front of the judge and took me off child support. And even the judge was like, are you sure? And she was like, yeah. And he was almost like, he, the judge didn't want to do it. And he was, she was like, well, he's taking care of his son. So I don't need, you know, right. the, the money like that. He gives it to me directly. I don't, to wait. Cause I don't know back. I don't know how it is in the States now. Like when you, when you pay, you have to pay. Then it has to go to a company. Then the company cuts the check and then they send it to the woman. Mm-hmm. something like that right is it still like that because i've been right. in state since 09 yep okay right in the car. So, yeah so she was like to cut out the middleman he'll just give me the money directly so she she actually took me off child support well back then this was about 20 years ago yeah no not 20 15 because we was we only been married 17 yeah about 15 years ago people is not that's unheard of but beyond all of that i i like um what do you provide like for the men that are going through um these situations do you have like counseling do you have um group sessions do you have meetings yeah uh that's exactly what we're doing uh we provide uh group meetings um uh, my mentor he's the founder of dad's care too mm-hmm. his name is dennis fonteroy uh okay. he's been doing this for a long time since about 08 Right. And he's been having these meetings. And, um, you know, I started my foundation and I met him. And, you know, I started going to his uh, weekly meetings. And I've right. uh, I've been able to gain from his weekly meetings myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm newly married. 
and um, I have three children. Right. I have two with my wife. The one, my oldest son, is the one I've been fighting for in court. And um, right. you know, yeah, I've learned a lot. I've been able to gain a lot from you know going and talking to men who've been married for 10, 15 plus, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, men who've been, you know, a lot of things that I felt that I was going through, you know, also within my marriage, I'm thinking right. it's me and, you know, other men like, no, we're going through it and we're still going through it 20 years in. It's wow. just something that you go through. Right. And, you know, what I learned is a lot of times, you know, we be ready, you know, we get something happen and we be ready to just go. We be ready to quit the relationship so easily. Right, you know, right, right. Like we got all these different sayings, like we don't catch feelings, we catch flights and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like we the first thing we want to do is run. Yeah. As soon as something get difficult, myself mm-hmm. included. Right. And you know we gotta we we have to uh, stick around. We gotta work these things out because mm-hmm. it's not a lot of these things aren't really worth ending a relationship over. But yeah, we so used to just oh yeah, I, you know, like we got all these songs. It's like part of the culture. Ain't nothing to cut a B off or whatever like that. Like we just right. that's right. what we do. Mm-hmm. We don't want to. We don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to seem like that. So we're we're in the relationship quick. And what we got to start doing is start working on these things. We got to start finding people that we um, that you know we vibe with. We have a, right. A, vibe with we have good chemistry with yeah good connection so we can stay together so mm-hmm. we can stay together so we can raise our kids together because mm-hmm. then we break up and then that's when family court thrives because family lawyers family court these judges they don't make the system doesn't make any money if we work things out oh no you're right <laughs> you're right if about we, that if we work things out if we stay together or if we're able to co-parent right know, Family court don't make no money, and that's why, like, that's why I don't like when we go to family court and they say um, it's the best interest of the child. But nothing mm-hmm. about this process is the best interest of the child. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, it's not. I mean, unless you got like a dad, you know, who's, you know, being abusive or things like that, which do happen. Right. I don't want to take yeah. away from that, but. Right. If we're talking about, you know, just going in there and you just got a mom who's making these allegations unfounded and just, you know, being ridiculous with it. And they'll right. still do the hoops as a as a man. They will they'll make you jump through the hoops. Um, you know, even if she don't have any evidence, even if, you know, it's not true. Right. It's just, it's just very difficult. And that that was, you know, something that I cared about because. How do we learn how to navigate this? You know, yes. Um, if these, if if the mothers are able to keep the fathers away from, you know, our kids, when yeah. our sons grow up, our sons grow up to be us. So, yeah. you know, sure. what if he, what if he goes to family court? You know, <clears throat> who's going to teach him how to navigate this? Right. It's not gonna be you, because you, you're not going to know, because mm-hmm. everything you do in family court is dominate. He's not going to get the same, the same respect that you got. He right. needs to be talking to somebody who's gonna who who shares his experiences because you, mm-hmm. the, as the mother you just don't share the same experiences as him. You don't. So, so um, you know, I just feel like what we what we want to do is we want to educate dads. I always tell dads that I'm not an attorney, but yeah. 
one thing I will do is I'll set you up to where you won't fall for the same things that I fell for. They won't right. be able to get over on you like they got over on me without mm -hmm. you addressing it. You know, right. um, I'll hit you to the game that I fell for. And when you go there, you go there on a, on a bigger platform, you know, you go there with a step up. And then, you know, let's say you do well. Then mm -hmm. you, you know, what I, t um, and I've had dads do well. I've, I've helped, you know, at least two dads do well in family court. Right. And, uh, they got more than what I got. So for mm -hmm. me, that's an accomplishment because yeah. I was able Definitely. to give them something and, you know, they took from it and they did what they were supposed to do. Now, what I tell mm -hmm. them, because I would never charge anybody for any of these services like this, but right. what I do tell them is, you know, if I would charge you one thing, just pass on that information that you learned, the information right. that I gave you and the information that you learned on your own, pass mm -hmm. it on to somebody else. And right. that's how that's how we continue to grow. We keep passing on this information. We keep helping each other. We become stronger as a community because Definitely. we don't always need attorneys. We can go to family court and represent ourselves. I'm pro se. You know, right. I had an attorney I was paying and there's a lot of things that I got done that I couldn't get done with my attorney. You know, my, right. my last name didn't get hyphenated into my son's last name until I went pro se and I went and defended myself. Right. So, you know, we try to tell dads, um, don't be don't be nervous to defend yourself. We can get you ready. We can do some court prep. And right. you know, we can work on some stuff, we can write some stuff up and you know, you can go in there and talk and speak for yourself, defend yourself. Right. And mm -hmm. um, don't don't pay these people because we paying these people all this money. Mm -hmm. You know, I know guys who pay ten thousand, fifteen thousand, and they wow, still wow. get every other weekend. They still, you know, trying to see their son, they still you know, like, what are we paying these people for? Wow. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, have you ever thought of branching out from the U.S.? Because I, I'll be honest, I work, my job I work for, I do drug testing. And the drug testing, a lot of times, is based on family services. So okay. um, I've met a lot of men out there that, like, what you just said, the woman they left the woman or they had an issue or something and the woman is mad so she starts saying all this stuff about them and to be fair the men some of the men do it to the women too but more women do it to the men and um like um i, I met a guy um that had three heart attacks in like two weeks wow because he's so stressed over trying to get his children back because he had three heart attacks in three in two weeks mm. He had three heart attacks because he was so stressed over trying to get his children back and going to the court and pretty much getting a runaround. Even out here in the UK, getting a runaround. Mm -hmm. um, like a lot of guys I meet are going through what you just said. And it's making me think like, um, well, there's a way I wish there was a way to do something like that out here. Because even, even in the UK, even in the UK, it's definitely. Um, yeah, it's a lot of single. There's a lot of single parents out here. Mm -hmm. A lot of single, a lot of single dads, a lot of single moms, but a lot of single dads more than anything. And. They're going through that same stuff that you're going through where they're getting that that bad information or they're not getting the proper information and they're getting you know beating you know around the bush and trying to get the kids back and they're jumping through hoops just like you was talking about um i would you know, love to, to, to branch out to the uk man i mean i want to if it was up to me you know if it was up to me i would go to every country every city every <laughs> continent every place to you right. know try to try to make this change because right. you know i just want to see 
us fathers be able to, you know, do what we need to do. I know yeah. how it felt for me. Um, yeah. So I would never, and, and, you know, nothing I do, I just want to say this. Um, I don't try to do or say anything that takes away from, you know, what mothers do and what mothers are. I have a great respect for, you know, what mothers bring to the table mm-hmm. and they are very much needed. Um, you know, there's no, there's no world without mothers, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. but at the same time, I feel like they are giving, they are giving, uh, the benefit of the doubt all the time mm-hmm. or not all the time, but most of the time they're given the benefit of the doubt. And it's like fathers are, you know, just, we're just made to look like we don't matter. And then oh, yeah. the biggest that part is about it is, the biggest part about it is. You know, when you see a bad kid running around or something like that, you know, you might say, oh, you know, who's that kid's mother? Who's mm. that kid's father? You know, where's his father at? Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's asking about, you know, the kid's uncles or the kid's aunts or mm-hmm. you know, the judge in the family court case or the lawyer. Like, I wonder, I wonder who represented that kid's mom. Like, nobody Why? cares about that. And so, you know, a lot of times they say, well, these kids need their dads. You know, politicians say it. People on TV yeah. say people you know these kids need fathers you know where's our men at and all this stuff and then you know when you got men like me which there's a bunch of us out here who want to be in our kids lives who you know are taking that extra step to right we we we, got to go through all these hoops and Mm -hmm. you know it's always like well you know just go to court but people don't understand that this ain't natural you know for us right we don't you know like where is this like there is no manual for parenting, but where is this in the manual of parenting that right. you know, like we supposed to go to family court, we supposed to know how to talk to a judge, we supposed to know how to fill out this paperwork, we supposed to know how to keep our composure, you know, mm-hmm. when we when we in this setting. Like, how was that? That's not part of fatherhood. Like when we was yeah. growing up watching movies, we see kids playing baseball, doing homework and stuff like that. Right. With their dads, you know, mm-hmm. and then now it's like. What I say now is being a father, being a good father means you gotta have a a, um, a junior law, a junior law degree. You gotta yeah. know how to you gotta know how to go to court or else you ain't gonna get no rights. And people are gonna say, Well, you know, you must not care about your kids because you ain't going to court. But like mm-hmm. who wants to go to court all the time? And yeah. why do I have to go to court in order to see my kids? So That's you true. know the sad part is that like once a, a relationship ends. It, why, why don't just go towards the father? Why I got to be always the mother get the children and then the father just get thrown and tossed off? Like, why is it that the father is not just as important as the mother? Because because you make a lot of you can make a lot of money. I mean, like they make a lot of money off of our families being separated. And, mm. you know, the mother, the mother is the most valuable option most of the time. So my mm. problem with that is. um. My problem with that is so they take the mother, they take the, the father and the child and they separate them and they mm. leave them with the mother. So right. then, but then the mom, you know, the mom might have a boyfriend, you know, right. the mom might have her brother or her mm-hmm. dad or whoever. So it's not that you want to keep him away from men. It's just the dad. Right. Because a lot of times they'll say, well, you know, and they've said this to me in court. They say the kid is too young. Or um, it's going to be too much of a shock in his uh, in his or hers uh, routine. It's going right. to break up their routine and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. let's just be honest for one second. 
And we had a mother who was taking her kid to different family members' houses every day because mm -hmm. that's what she could do. She had no steady daycare, but she took them to wherever she could. Right. People would say, oh, this mom is doing the best she can. You know, she's yeah. a superhero. She's, you know, doing this and doing that, which I agree mm -hmm. with. But yeah. at the same time, <coughs> how are you going to say a dad is going to ruin his kid's routine? Right. So they actually said that to you? Yeah, they told me I would be, I would interrupt his current his routine. His routine. Your own wow. child. Like, the court. So let me tell you how it starts, right? The court. Really? I'm like, I'm sitting here in shock because I'm like, really? You know what made <laughs> me think about that before you start, Derek, is that it's, it's a way of making young boys and girls at a point of, especially black kids, in a way of going into crime and, and all of that stuff. Getting Not even that. Just be, making them feel, having... Even if the parents are not together, at least if you could co-parent, if you can have both the mother and the father where they're both raising a child, even if they're not together, you know this. It makes a difference. I'm a, I'm from a single I'm from a single mom until I was 14. Right. Then I had my stepfather, who's my father, mm -hmm. and that made me the man I am today. Right. But you had your mother and your father your whole life, so right. your life was a little bit different than right. mine. Right. It just makes a difference mm -hmm. to, to just make it because a woman can give a a, a child. Even a girl with a woman can she can give the child what the father can give that that the other aspect of what a father can give. Right. Would you agree and with that? Yeah, yeah right. I'm I'm saying like if it was a man, yeah, and vice versa. Yeah. But see, the, she's already getting them, so that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, so I'm not yeah. counting the woman because she's already got the child. But to to so take the, the child dad, away from the father, go ahead. For dads, like with my son, <coughs> there's so many different things. You know that I see that he do, that right. I do. Right, that comes from me. Mm -hmm. So there's times where you know, like I'm I'm looking at him, and you know, it's like I'm looking at myself, and I'm yeah. trying to understand, like, why wouldn't you want me to be around him? You know, yeah. like I got other children, so mm -hmm. you know, with me being from Philadelphia, you know, obviously all my family's there. I went back to Philadelphia earlier this year and I wanted to take my son, but my right. ex, you know, she had all these different complaints and all these different things that, you know, she wanted to throw in the way. So right. instead of taking my oldest, I took my youngest, my mm -hmm. daughter. My daughter was only one when we went. Well, she's still one, but she had just turned one. Yeah. We went, no problems. Everything was good. We made it back safe. So when we did that, I contacted my, my ex. And I told her, I said, man, just went to Philly. I took my daughter. Everything was cool. You know, like, won't you let me take her? And right. it's still a no. It's still, I don't trust you. You know, I don't know what you're going to do. You know, it's like all these different weird fears that she got that, like, what am I going to run away with him and leave right. everybody else? Like, what? I don't understand. What do you? Right. Like and, and the crazy thing about it is that, you know, I worked in I work in the school district last year. Right. You know, technically I still do work for the school district. I work for a foster care agency right now. Okay. It's like, okay. It's like I can work with all different kinds of kids in right. this state. I work with um uh learning loss kids. Um mm. I work with kids who have different forms of functionality, low, right. high all different kinds of kids. Mm -hmm. 
high school to kindergarten. Right. Um, you know, I'm married. I got my two kids. I got my son and my daughter. Right. I'm with them every day of the week. My wife mm -hmm. go to work. I'm with them. Right. The only kid that I have trouble seeing is my oldest son. Mm. But I see everybody else's kids, though. Right. Man. It's just this one kid. And and it's like we go to court and they leave all the power to her. And she don't she don't work with me at all or nothing. She don't co-parent. We don't come to no agreements or nothing. It's, you know, I said it and leave it at that. And you know, that's awful. That That's really awful because the mother, because, you know, if the mothers get out their feelings, no matter what you and the person, you and the, you know, the person you was with had issues, don't bring the child into it. Like, think about the best interest for that. Like, he needs his father just like he needs you. That's what he, that's what he said earlier. Yeah, that's what I'm saying about, I'm just saying like. In the child's best interest, which is mm -hmm. never, it never is. It never is. Yeah. That's the sad yeah, part. They should say it's in the mother's best interest. <laughs> and so look, yeah. so what I was telling you about that, about like the best interest stuff, like, mm -hmm. so what happens is, so let's say you got a situation, for whatever reason, you and the father and the mother are not together, right. you know, throughout the pregnancy or when, when you know, the mother gives birth. Mm -hmm. So, all right, so the child is born. I didn't know nothing about my son being born. You know, mm -hmm. I knew it was coming up, but I didn't know when it was. And actually, right. I had went, so I had got, the way me and her broke up was like, I had got real sick. I had okay. um, got diagnosed with heart, with heart failure. Right, oh, wow. right. And she was pregnant at the same time. So mm -hmm. you know how they say, like, when somebody gets sick in a relationship, that's mm -hmm. when things really start to, you know, that's when you really start to see what's what. Right. And our relationship went to shambles after that, after I got sick. So we was living in Texas. She left, came back here. And I was drinking a lot. Like I had got, I was sick. I was depressed. They told me I was at risk for sudden cardiac death. So wow. I was like in like a, a really dark place at that time. Right. And I started drinking really bad. And so she left. And a little while after she left, I went to rehab. I, I, I put myself in rehab for mm -hmm. 90 days. Mm -hmm. So okay. while I was in rehab, I had a I had therapist call her to try to you know work things out with her in any kind of way and the lawyer too right she, she, she refused to speak with either one so mm. by the time my son was born i had no contact with her i didn't know anything when i left the rehab i was trying to get in contact with her you know over the phone and she wouldn't right. answer mm -hmm. so uh one night i was just sitting around just thinking and i typed in my son's my ex's name on Google. Right. So, uh, a baby registry popped up for her. Wow. So I clicked on the baby registry and it was all boy stuff. That's how I found out I was having a son. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Jeez. That's, and, you know, I was, I was, wow. I was excited <laughs> at the time. Wow. It's so, mad and upset so, and excited at the same time you said? Yeah, 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 I was because I was <laughs> disappointed, but I was hyped too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But wow. um, so so what they do is so all right. So by the time you get in the court, right? Like, let's say you don't know what's going on. You could be trying to call and see what's going on. I don't know how you find out about the kid then, but the way most of us find out is through child support. Child support right. will send you a letter, letting mm -hmm. you know that somebody is saying that you're the father of this child, mm -hmm. and you know 
here's what we've been paying in WIC so far, and this is what you owe us. Oh, wow. Or you could take the DNA test if you disagree. So <coughs> luckily for me, I didn't find out that way because I kept calling. I kept right. calling her phone. I kept I was blowing everybody's phone up. And <laughs> eventually they said, you know, let's just answer the phone for this guy because he's gonna keep calling. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, found, I, I was able to I was able to get in contact with her, but let's say I'd never made that contact and let's say child support. You know, she had just got the paperwork right before I had made it up there. So when I got up there, we was on good terms at that time because I was doing everything she wanted me to do because right. I wanted to see my son. So I'm mm. going, I'm driving up from Texas to Kansas and I'm, you know, spending time at her dad's house and I'm chilling with my son and I'm being on my best behavior because, you know, I'm not saying no slick comments, no nothing, because I know first thing wrong I say, I could be kicked out and never allowed back in. Mm. So, for that for that period of time, my tail was tucked between my legs because I wow. wanted to see my stuff. And wow. uh, so she was happy with me at that time. And mm -hmm. when, when that child support paperwork came in, she she um, she said that she didn't want any back child support. But oh, that was cool. the only reason. Like she, it's 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 as much as checking a box. <laughs> check a box. If she would have checked that box, I'd have owed a couple more hundred dollars in child support. But because wow. she was happy with me at that time, I was good. So mm -hmm. by the time you get to court, let's say the kid is about eight, nine, ten months or whatever, same same age as my son was. Right. So now, for these past whatever so months, your child has been with aunt, uncle, while your mom while the mom works, <coughs> whatever family, whatever situation they've been having. Mm -hmm. So they'll say, "Well, that's the child's current routine, and that's what the child is used to." This is who the child knows. We don't want to interrupt what the child has been doing so far. So right. it's like, so dad, yeah, we know that they specifically left you out, but there's nothing we could do about it. Mm. And so you just continue. So then that's how they slow roll you. That's how they give you every other week or just every weekend. But my right. problem with that was, think about it. If you go to somebody who house you barely, you don't know. Let's say you start a daycare. Right. <coughs> Sorry about that. Let's no, say no you problem. start daycare. Let's say you start daycare with your kid. You send your kid to daycare, you might do one or two meetup play dates or whatever. But after right. that, your kid is there five days a week, eight hours a day, whatever. So why yeah, is it you. that why I'm getting slow? Why I'm getting slow road? Mm -hmm. Why I gotta do every other weekend first? Why you start me off slow? You ain't starting this daycare off slow. They right. go every day to the daycare. Can I at least get five days, eight hours a day? Right. <coughs> but they don't want you to. It's like, and then they'll tell you, like, so then the thing is, they'll tell you no, but they won't tell you how you can get there, right. what you can do to get better, what you can do. And the reason why they won't tell you is because there is nothing you can do to get better. Mm. Because either you're already there and they just BSing you, or they just have no intentions on allowing you to get any more time anywhere. It's messed up how the system I, is set the, up. The, well, the system is, is unfortunately, it's totally set up for the woman. So, like, um, what you were just saying there, so, like, say if you never even knew and they, she put you down as the father 
and then it's on it's on the birth certificate. Is it still law? Like once your name is on the birth certificate, they could even if you're not the father, they could still make you pay child support, right? Well, the weird, part, the weird part about that is, <coughs> I think they can put your name on the birth on the birth certificate, but I don't. But they can't sign for you. Right. Oh, okay. I'm not really sure exactly how that works, but right. that don't even matter. This and this is the worst part about it. So look. They don't even have to put you on their birth certificate. That's true. They can leave you off of that, but they put your name on that child support work, on that, mm-hmm. on that, on that, on that government paperwork. That's mm-hmm. what counts. You don't yeah. have to be on that birth certificate, and they don't have to put you on it. They could purposely leave you off and still put your name on that government paperwork and still get everything they want coming to them. Right. And then They're some woman right. is just sitting there and you get a letter in the mail talking about your child support. You're like, for what? You... Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <clears throat> but see, this is the thing. You put my name on that child support paperwork, but you ain't put my name on his birth certificate. Mm-hmm. You didn't put my name anywhere in his name. Like I said, I had to fight to get my last name put on there. Right. His initials are based off of the rest of your family's initials. Mm. I mean, like, I wasn't. I went. I went to the doctors for him one time. You know, right. showed up mm-hmm. to the doctor's office early before him and his mom got there. <coughs> before him and his mom got there, and right. uh, and I went up and I I tried to check him in. I said I'm his dad. You know, here to check him in, whatever. And they 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 asked me a name if I was if I was this name. Right. The name that they asked me was my son's grandfather. Mm. How you know that name? Oh, uh, because he's the uh, emergency contact. So I can't even oh, be my man. own son emergency contact. Mercy. Why is that? Why is your dad my son's emergency contact? Mercy. Why is it when, when, when it's going to come time for um for somebody to sit with him while you go do whatever you got to do, it's somebody else. But then as soon as it comes time, oh, there's a medical bill. I'm the person you call when we go to court. When we go to court as a medical bill, I'm the person that's supposed to be called. When it comes to child support, my name is on the line. If I don't pay the child support, which I haven't, and I'll tell you why. Right. But when it comes to the child support, if you don't pay that, then you're the one that got to go to jail. Not these other people, but these other people is the one that get to see them. These right. other people are the ones who get to. You know, like they get they get more rights than me. Like they helped her choose his name. They they right. helping her choose what school he go to. I ain't going. I'm not going to get any say in that unless right. I take him up to court, which I'm trying to do now. But right. then you got you got to pay to take him to court. You got to pay to get a lawyer. I'm I'm going pro se. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, it's just it's just very difficult. Like they try their best to keep you down, but. Uncles, granddads, cousins, friends, whoever else. Mm-hmm. She can leave them with whoever else and you know leave me out the picture. Gotcha. You said you made you made a quick comment just there. We said you're not paying child support, but you'll say why. Okay, so this is this is why I don't like paying child support. I mean, I do pay child support, but I don't like paying child support. And for mm-hmm. a minute I didn't pay it, but mm-hmm. I'm paying it now. Um the reason why I don't like paying child support is because I feel like I'm paying you to keep my son away from me. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, like growing up, I used to hear people say, well, you know, this kid's dad want him to do this or want him to do that. But 
you know, you're not willing to come and pick him up. You're not willing to come and enforce it. So you can't be making calls, you know. So with me, I want to see my son more often. Right. I, I want him at my house. So like a lot of people say, <coughs> well, the reason you pay child support is because, you know, the kid is at the mom's house running up the light bill or, mm-hmm. or eating food out the fridge or, you know. <laughs> You know, we got to pay this. We got to pay that. You know, I got to pay for the kid to live and all this and that. Well, he could be at my house living. He could be at my house eating food and running up the light bill and Mm -hmm. running up the water bill and all that stuff. I don't want to pay for your light bill. I don't want to pay for your rent, especially when especially when you making it more difficult for me to see my son. Why should I be paying your bills about about we do 50 50? He's at both of our house, our houses, half of the time. I pay my bills. You pay your bills. Right. I mean, now I can see. Now it'd be different if I wasn't willing to see him throughout the week, pick him mm. up from school and all this and that. I was only willing to do weekends. Then yeah. And you know what? Another thing about it is, if it wasn't for child support, she could probably get more money out of me than child support would, because. Mm, that's true. Because um, I'm I'm willing I'm more than willing to be there for my son, and I want right. him to live in a good environment at his mom's house. So if she right. be like, hey, you know, I need I need to get a washing machine or something like that, I'd have had no problem trying to help her get a washing machine. But right. now that you put me on paper, and you you know telling my son bad things about me, and you making it difficult for me, and you making me pay lawyer fees and all this and that. I'm I I can't even do nothing for you now anyway even if I wanted to. Right. Right. So right. I think that a lot of women need to realize if you got a dad who's willing to be there, he wants to be there, he's trying right. to be there, willing mm-hmm. to pay. Don't put him on child support cuz a lot of times you can get more you know when you're not doing child support. Cuz once you put us on child support now it's like all right, well that's all you get. Yeah. Yeah. And I know some people are going to say that's messed up, but I knowing I went to that same thing. I knew exactly what you mean. And you're right. Um, not being on child support was was freer to because it just made you more free to be like, OK, let me try to help more. But when you already yeah. you know, you need that, that money taken out your check every week. You look at your check and you're like, man, <laughs> like and I never thought of it like that. Like I'm paying child support not to see my child. Like you're like, man. And then you. You like this? Well, I already gave you the money, so what more do you want? Like, you know, it, it it's just human nature. But I think people got to realize that sometimes it's better just to try to work it out and just just make it work because it's fifty fifty because it does work better that way when Even you both can when you yeah. both can do for the child mm-hmm. and and then just because you're doing it for the sake of the child. Like we always say, a child is not a a child is not a mistake. A child is a blessing of God. Mm-hmm. So you know what? With that in mind then let's let's do what we can for this child this child didn't ask to be here right so now let's do what we got to do you know to make sure this child has everything that he that he he needs or she needs one of the other parts about it is though you know like we got some men who pay crazy amounts of child support wow Mm -hmm. but so they say uh you know the mom is the best interest right How are you in the best interest if I got to pay thousands of dollars in child support? Mm. I mean, what are you doing? You know, like, do you have any financial support? I mean, if you're if you're the best interest, 
and tell me how is it that you are the best interest? So, right. you know, family court is difficult, but that's why, you know, I started the Hug a Dad Foundation. Um, we're trying to put together different programs for dads to give them help on going through family court. But also we're trying to put together programs that, you know, help people get jobs. Um, right. Uh, we're trying to, you know, help with the youth that are in these uh, these uh, juvenile facilities. Right. Um, we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to populate the social work field with more men because we need men in these fields. Yeah. But the problem is that we need better pay. You know, these right. fields don't pay that well for these men. So a lot mm -hmm. of times these men don't go into these jobs. And now these kids, you know, these kids don't get that male interaction that they need within right. the school, social mm -hmm. work systems and all of that. They don't they're not getting that male interaction. They're not yeah. getting that, you know, that that tough, that tough love that's needed. So right. a lot of times it's like and then like when you got the, in these social work fields, it's like, how can I convince a young a young dude? to go straight if I'm only making $14 an hour, I'm barely making it. But mm. the dude, but the dude who he know on his block, he sell drugs and you know he living pretty nice. Who you think he gonna listen to? Yeah. It's not gonna yep. be me. It's gonna be that dude who living nice. Right. So we have to incentivize like you gotta and then you know as men we supposed to be leaders of our household. Right. You know, I can't be I might not can't be a leader of my household at $13 an hour. Mm. You know, I might need a little bit more money. I might got a wife, a couple kids, which I do have. Right. I need, I need, I need more than you know, just this little bit of money. I need something to where I can take care of myself, to where I can tell this young dude, "Hey, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm living decent. Like, you don't have to, you know, go and do all the things that you in the streets." So that's why we're trying to put together a trade program where we teach the youngest mm. uh, some trades. And like, especially these young people that's aging out of the foster care system, right? Um, instead of just aging out without a job, without a home, without skills, you know, we mm -hmm. prepare these young people for the time when they age out. And so, by the time they age out, they got a skill. Maybe right. they need to go to a transition home for a few months to get it on their feet. You know, right. we, we try to provide these things for these young people, especially mm -hmm. like now, like. You know, the foster care system is, is is jacked up, and it's you know it can be depressing at times. Right. So we gotta do something to be there for the young people because as as grown ups we always say like the youth don't show no respect, they don't have no respect. But what are we giving these youths to respect? Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of times I walk past young people, and I've had to get better at it. I've been working on it in, most recently, but I walk past young people. Sometimes I don't say nothing to them. Like some like and, and, and all it takes is just to stop and, and talk for a second. You know, like I was working in the school, I stopped and talked to a few young people and mm -hmm. you know, it, it worked wonders for them. It meant the world for them for me to just give them some advice that they could use. Right. So we gotta we gotta be there for our young people or else we talking about they don't give us no respect, but right. we ain't give them none to respect. Mm. True. Mercy. That is so true. I saw did you did you run for council or you ran for a city yeah i did i, I ran for city council in the sixth district of wichita kansas um i wanted to i wanted to put what i thought was important to our city on display right um, 
I felt like I'm looking at these numbers and the numbers behind most of these different social ills, you know, people who rape people, uh, um, people who commit crimes, mental illness, mm-hmm. mental health mm-hmm. illnesses, young people in juvenile facilities, people who steal cars, people who do this, do that. Most of the, the reason that these things are going on is because of fatherlessness. The reason mm-hmm. why more kids drop out of high school, fatherlessness. Yeah. So what I wanted to do was, you know, I wanted to use my platform, not just to legislate on things, but to but to bring influence, you know, to say like, hey, we need more men working in these schools. We need more right. fathers working in these schools because mm-hmm. your kid ain't going to cut school if you work at the school. <laughs> right. Or if you know the teachers at the school, if you involved, if if he know or she know my dad know the teachers, you know, my dad know this, my, you know, if I cut school, I'm going to be held accountable for that. Right. You know, they're going to have, they're going to have their butts in school because they mm-hmm. know that you, they know that you are attentive to what's going on. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not, we're not in, we're not in our neighborhoods like we should be. We're not, we're not, you know, minding, minding these kids' businesses like we should be. We should be more yeah. in the mix. We should be, you know, uh, spending more time, not just trying to, you know, tell them what they're doing wrong, but we should be, you know, playing with them, having more fun with them, going to the park, playing basketball. Like we were trying to put together right. a program where we go to the juvenile facilities, play basketball with them. Mm-hmm. So um, we got to start doing that, but we also got to put them on the platform. Like instead of it just being, you know, a group of community leaders and you see a bunch of old dudes up there. We need to start seeing some 15-year-olds on that stage, some 16-year-olds, because all this time we talking for them, they're not, they not getting the opportunity to talk for themselves. So right. we're completely missing the point because we older, we think that because, you know, and I do this too, I think because I was a teenager, you know, 15 years ago or so, that I can <laughs> relate to what they went through. I know I'm old, but... You know, I can't I can't relate to what they went through to mm-hmm. what they're going through. You know, I mm-hmm. can't just say, you know, it's the same because it's not, it's different. Right. So we need to we need to just get more men in our community out into the streets, you know, out into these community centers, talking to our kids, talking to our youth, you know, um, letting them know that somebody cares, letting them know that they are valued and important. You know, they could do a trade, they could provide a service to the community. You know, they're valued, they're needed. People ask them questions. You know, those type mm-hmm. of things I feel like matter. Yeah. So we got to, we got to, you know, but we got to have people that's willing to do it. A lot of these politicians aren't willing to, you know, legislate on these things because yeah. you know, I can come up and talk until I'm blue in the face with a lot of great ideas. But if I can't match the money that somebody else gave you, I'm probably not going to get nowhere with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we need to we need to we need to we need to click up and create our voter like our uh, voter block of people right. who agree with fatherhood, you know, people who vote for for legislators who agree on fatherhood. Mm-hmm. So what I what I ran for city council, you know, I just wanted to put these ideas out there. Um, I just wanted to put these things in play that I felt like would help. You know, we got a homeless problem going on in our city that's very bad. Right. Um, I feel like some of the situations we spend money on incorrectly, 
you know, it's just different things. So I put I put my uh you know, I put my ideas up there. I didn't win, but I learned a lot. Um right. I worked out some fears, like some public speaking fears. Right. And, uh, right. You know, who knows? I might I might run again for a different seat, but it was definitely a great learning experience. Awesome. Yeah, you don't know if unless you try, dude. Like you gotta try, you know. Knowledge is power. The more you know, the better you become. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, by you doing that, like you said, you can always run again for something else and you have more, you have a better opportunity to, to do better because you know, okay, I did this last time, didn't work. I could do this now. Yeah. And, you know, and then you and get your work out. Because, like you said, you know, they say money talks. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't got the money, no, yeah. you can't even get your, you can't even, you can't even put your foot in the door sometimes if you don't got the money. You know, these people who own these private prisons, man, they millionaires, billionaires sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. So it's nothing for them to give up, you know, a couple thousand to somebody, 50,000 or whatever. Now, mm-hmm. here I come, now, here I come talking about numbers and positivity and stuff. Ain't nobody trying to hear that. No. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, about, to go, I'm about to go get this new, this new Maybach I'm, I'm about to buy or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Wow, they just want to see the. Black do you man do you think jail. the do you think like the prisons and stuff are just as bad as the family court because they're just trying to keep the the dad or the man down because they don't want them to succeed either. It's like they just you know it's because like you put plain and simple, just like you said, family court prisons is all about making money. The more prisons they have, the more money they make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean for sure. And if you keep fathers out the picture, I mean. Yeah. That's where that's where a lot of these young people go to when they don't have dads. I mean, and when they don't have parents, period. Yeah. Right. A lot of yeah. times, you know, you got these single moms and, you know, they're not maybe they working a whole lot. Maybe they don't know how to handle this young boy. You know, maybe they don't know what to teach. Him. Right. And, you know, you could be as you could be as hardcore as a mom. You could be stern. You could be strict or whatever. But at the end of the day, you still a mom. Yeah. You still a woman. You still do Said things. A lot. You still do things womanly, womanly like. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And you know, it's just like, you know, we. I just went to the uh, swimming pool with my family, with my wife and 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 you know our three kids, my three kids. And right. uh, you know, my oldest son was saying to my wife, you know, you don't want to get your hair wet. You don't want to get your hair wet. You know that's. <laughs> That's things like, that you learn from, you know, being with your mother, yeah. which is which is fine. But there comes a time where, where especially as a young boy, you know too much, you know, because you've been spending too much time with your mom. Mm-hmm. You know, you need you need to learn those things. You need to. There's a lot of things that you need to learn from your dad. I'm talking about how you walk, you know, your mannerisms, how you talk, like. My son copies a lot of things from me. When when we walk in and I walk up to somebody and I say, you know, I greet them, he'll greet right. them the same way that I greeted them. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how, like, you know, <coughs> we teach our kids how to talk mostly by the way we talk to them and the way we talk to others. Right. If my son, if my son, you know, if I tell my son, you know, if I if I say to my son things aggressively, if I say, you know, if I use cuss words when I'm talking to him, you know, I can expect that's how he's going to talk to other people. That's because the truth. 
He's going to think if, if my dad is talking to me this way, this is how I talk to other people. Mm-hmm. Or That's if fair. I see if I see my dad talk to people this way, then this is how I'm supposed to talk to people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we we set the standard on how our kids talk. And then, That's you know, right. when our kids is cussing up a storm, we say, you wasn't raised like this. Right. <laughs> That's what he picked up. So my yeah. son never talks to me the way I talk to him. Right. <laughs> I just thought of something what you just said. You left one important piece out. As a father, we teach our sons how to treat a woman. That's so, very, that's very true. Oh, so that's how that's how your son will learn how to treat a woman by the way you treat your wife. That's like very you said, true. They mimic everything, they mimic everything. And it even goes for the girls. The girls will go up and say when they meet a guy if the guy's not treating the way i treated my wife the girl's gonna say uh-uh nah you're not the one for me because that's not how i that's not that's not the rule that's you know so it, that's why that's where as a male we have a lot to do when it comes to the raising of our children right because that definitely will help with your children when they get older just like you said i with everything you said i agree completely like i tell my son when you walk in you gotta say good afternoon, good morning. Yeah, we, or no, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. We we don't play that because, like, I hear in the UK, they're not always the best, you know, mannered yeah. kids. And a lot of times they meet our kids and they're like, oh, they're so well mannered. I'm like, yeah, because they know better, you know. Like, <laughs> and my my wife from the south, I'm, my father's from the south. I'm from I'm from Bermuda, but I grew up in New York. We don't play that. So, like, yeah. you're exactly right when it when you talk about that. But I just want to put that point that. More than yeah. anything else, they, they definitely will learn how, like, your son is learning how to treat a woman because the way you treat your wife, like mm-hmm. you said, like you, the way you talk to her, the way you interact with her, he'll he'll say, you know, this is how I should interact with a woman when I'm dealing with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it teaches them and, that, that. And, you know, that, that, you know, that goes into, you know, part of what we want to teach, you know, dads and stuff because... A lot of dads like me, you know, I didn't grow up with a consistent man in the home. Right. So, you know, how do I learn how to de-escalate arguments? You know, how do I know exactly what a husband is supposed to do? Because right. still, I'm still learning, you know, what a husband, you know, mm-hmm. what, what being a husband entails. You know, I've only right. been married since October of last year. So there's no way I know what, what I'm, everything I'm supposed to do. And I talk right. to other dudes that's been in you know been married for a while and some of them say you know they still learn or they learn every day they learn new stuff or you know i know i know we are we're 17 <laughs> years into our marriage when, what day were you married in october i was married uh october 21st okay, okay. we're october okay. 3rd i mean yeah. 23rd 23rd matter of fact don't okay. get me in trouble don't get me in trouble right. <laughs> i'm not trying to get you in trouble I, i'm only asking because we actually we're actually october 3rd 2005 he better get it right because your wife may be looking at this podcast <laughs> later <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're October twenty third. Okay. okay, so twenty uh, days later. Yeah, yeah, we got married. We got married. Uh, and I mean, yo, I've been learning every day. I mean, oh yeah, I learn and I learn from my dad's groups. You know, different things. Like, there's some things that just, you know, I don't understand. And mm-hmm. I go and talk to my dad group. They don't understand it either, but they know how to deal with it. Yeah, they know how to. <laughs> 
I got I got that one. Did you get that? Yeah, I did. It just uh, like <laughs> <laughs> I got that one. Definitely. They don't know how to deal with it neither, but they know how to work with it. They know how to work around That's it. Right. They know how not to escalate it. You know, yeah. they know how not to make it worse. Because oh, yeah. a lot of times, a lot of times we don't understand. And yeah. sometimes when what's not understanding, we'll make it worse. Yeah. And, oh yeah. You know, just don't make it worse. That's the best thing you could do. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. no matter what you do, the problem is just gonna be there. It's how you handle the yeah. problem, it's how you respond to the problem. Yeah. It's but that's paying attention. It's just paying attention sometimes. Just just listening and paying attention can get you can go a long way in a relationship with communication. I'm saying we still learning it. <laughs> but you know what? You're only gonna do that for somebody that you care for. That's, yeah, yeah, definitely. Say that you're again. Not, yeah. You're not gonna yeah. do that for you're not gonna go through all this stuff. So and that's what and and then so that's what I'm saying. Like we gotta learn how to stay together, man. Because oh, yeah, definitely. when definitely. these when these trials and tribulations show up, we be so ready to just be done. That's and, just a new generation, though. That like you said, the uh, us growing up as teenagers was a totally different beast than what what we have now. Well, you have a council society now. Where they'll cancel you so quick. You know what I'm saying? When things just ain't going right or that they yeah. don't like something, yeah. they'll be they be ready to throw you to the wolves fast. Yeah, That's you're true. done. You're done for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't agree with what I'm saying, then I just find somebody that will agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and you know, it's like with marriage, it's like, man, it's work every day. Every Say that minute. again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's work every day on both sides. I mean, yeah. It's like I've learned so much, man. And this man, hey, uh, Pedro, we get the short end of the stick a lot of times, but <laughs> no comment. But you I'm know standing, what? I'm sitting next to my wife, so but no you know, comment. you know what I'm learning. What I'm learning as a wife is to be more submissive. You know what I'm saying? Letting my husband lead, letting him do the things. Mm-hmm. I know for me, sometimes I'm quick to. I'm hey, like this. I'm hey, like uh, this sometimes. Can you, can you uh, amplify your mic, like? We need, can you uh, hear me? Can you hear me? No, I need I need you to get like a blowhorn and say that. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being submissive sometimes for some women, they 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 I think I'm learning I had to always be like, this is gonna be my way or no way, not listening to my husband, even though he's speaking, I'm really not listening, I'm not comprehending mm-hmm. anything he's saying. And I think Man, Derek, you got her to say stuff she never said before. No, I just think sometimes I'm learning to do that and mm-hmm. be better at that because I know. It'll cause us to, we just sit and talk. I listen to what you're saying and actually listen without, you know what I'm saying, already knowing what you think. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm we learning. just had that conversation. We just had we? that conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so listening, sometimes. You just said, you listen, instead of listening to him, knowing what he thinks, that's like right. listening to respond. Yeah. 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 She's she's listening to me, but she's already had in her head what I'm really saying. So yeah. I can be yeah. saying the and sky she already knows what she's going to say. Mind. Yeah, right. in her mind, this is what he really meant to say. The sky is green. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. It's like we gotta, we gotta, we have to learn how to work through those things because definitely those are small issues that turn into really, really Biggest. big issues. Yeah. Yeah. Really um, fast too. It's and the then, little things and then it that really cause the big issues. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to cut you off. I was saying it's the little things that no. cause big issues. The big stuff. Yeah. Can handle the big issues you're like okay let's let's handle this boom but it's just those little misunderstandings because emotions are yeah. or, or misunderstandings or and you know women are you know we emotional people first 
yeah, before but that, we even but think. I don't even think it's that. I just think sometimes you, I just think sometimes as a, a woman, sometimes just once she has in her head that like she can have, oh, matter of fact, have a dream and be like, oh, that's what I dream. I just yeah. know something's wrong. And I'm like, hey, yeah. nothing wrong. You're like, I know something's wrong. I don't care what something's wrong because I wouldn't have that dream. I whenever have dreams, something it means something. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Like, they intuition, man. They intuition yeah. is so strong that mm-hmm. it could be it could be right, it could be really wrong, but they go but, yeah. with it because it's they use they that feel is like so true. <laughs> that is so true, Derry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Only because we just went through that recently. That's why I'm saying that to you. That's why I brought up the dream. <laughs> and so that's what I'm saying. Like marriage, yo, like, and then it gets to the name calling. So then you start calling each other's names. You start mm. hitting below the belt and start saying stuff. Now it's like, oh yeah, we definitely ain't working this out because she said this, he said that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Man, like, and then so we just break up and you know, we break up that, our families. That causes the cycle that that's why the family court is thriving, because we just could come and I'm gonna tell you something. We just continue that cycle. I wanna tell you what my oldest son told me. My oldest son told me that he don't like living in two houses. It's, wow, he's tired, he's tired of living in two houses. It's too mm. much. It's too much for him, and he's only four years old. He do said, we realize? Do we realize what our children really feel? Like, do we really take that in? That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, it affects he, them. He said he said he's tired of living in two houses. Two houses too much. Wow. Hmm. Wow. How and did that make so, you feel when he said that to you? It made me feel very bad, man, because. It's like, man, I can imagine. I can imagine, you know. I could just imagine, like, living in two houses, having to go back and forth, especially for a kid. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's definitely tough when, you know, really all he want to do is see me and his mom in the same room together half the time. But we can't get there because because I'm, I'm worried about her trying to find something to use against me. Mm. You know, because that's, that's what she usually do. Anything mm-hmm. she can get her hands on is going to be used against me. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to really be around you in certain, in certain places right. or in certain, certain areas, certain situations, because I can't be comfortable around you. Right. I mean, if I say I'm going to be late for something. So look, all right. So this is one thing, right? Where moms, where, you know, people will make you out to look like a bad dad. It could be like, wow. well, you don't even you don't you you don't even pick up your son on time. So like, mm. if I oversleep, it's like you ain't even you don't even love your son enough to pick him up on time. But if I say the night before, <coughs> if I say the night before, hey, I got something to do at the time when I'm supposed to pick him up. Can I pick him up the night before, or can I pick him up an hour or two early? Right. No. No, you can't. You pick them up at the time the court say. Well, then what if that time I'm a little bit busy, so now I show up a little late. Now it's, you know, you can't pick up your son on time. Mercy. Mm-hmm. Anything to make you look bad. Anything. Wow. Anything. Yeah. You know, like even me, I got I got pepper sprayed by my son's grandmother. They pepper sprayed me on a visit. And we went to court for that and they said it was just a one-off. It only happened one time. Uh, really? It took him like a year to get her into court. And um, 
once they got her in court, they only gave her a, a, a anger management class. Now, as soon as that anger management class was over, she started coming with my ex to the police station <coughs> where I pick up and drop my son off at. Right. So I made that an issue. I'm like, yo, why is she here? She already attacked me. I really, right. I really don't want to see her if possible. Why is she right. here? Well, she could be anywhere she wants. You know, it's a free country. It's a free world. You know, she mm. ain't bothering you, all this and that. So I said, okay, well, since anybody can be anywhere they at, anywhere they want, can I come to your house right now, follow you to your house, and hang out with Costa more? <clears throat> she said, yeah, go ahead. So I said, okay, cool. I'm about to go get in my car and follow y'all. As soon as I turned around, oh, police, police, he trying to follow us. He trying to follow us. So then they called oh. the cop, flagged the cops down. Next thing I know, I'm in court, and I'm in court for protection from stalking order. Mercy. Wow. So oh, my goodness. They gave, so there's like, yo, at that time, my daughter was about to be born, so I didn't have time to be going back and forth to court for that. So right. I just took the charge. I just took the, PF, the PFA or whatever. They said, as long as you don't be nowhere near her, then you ain't got nothing to worry about. So, so that she's means still that coming she up. can't come. She she can still come to the court to the prison. To she can still her. come up to the police station where I pick up and drop my son off at every week. She still comes. But you're not supposed to be around her. Hold on. Now, now listen. Let me tell you something. I'm not supposed to be around her. She can be around me. <laughs> what? That don't exactly. even make sense. That don't even listen, make sense. Listen. Wow. That's like listen. saying, don't come within 100 yards, but then she can come 50 yards in. But as soon as you, if you take, yeah. if she comes 50 yards towards you and you make you one step forward. You better not step forward. You better not step now one foot forward. So then you, have now, you, now, you have Breached. now broke, broken the, the law. Now, this is how it works, right? I was in there. There was a guy in there who had evidence that a woman was contacting him. He said, look, this is text message, phone call, email. She called me. I got paperwork here. See it. All I did was call her back. And that's where you broke it. If you call back or you say something one time, <coughs> you in breach. She Mighty. can't break it. She can't break it. So in my case, this woman has been up to the police station. She's been up to uh, she's been up to my job when I worked at the school. Right. If, if I had to have uh, my ex come and pick up my son up for my job, she's been up to my job. She's been up to my house and my, in my driveway. Hmm. But you've got a protection from stalking on them. So now I'm trying to work with the county to see how we can change these protective orders. Because right. we got a lot of men getting these orders out against us. There, there's no evidence needed. Only thing you got to do is go up there and say it. You could, if, if y'all was here in Kansas right now, Tara, you can go up there and say, I need a protection from abuse order against Pedro. He hit me upside my head. You don't need no evidence. Mercy. You don't need no evidence. And the sheriff and all of them, they'll tell you. Oh, they give these things away like candy. Well, Mercy. why isn't somebody doing about it? Like, where's the legislators at? Where are all these people at? Where, where, now y'all just letting this go? So, the Huggadad Foundation is dedicated to you know, putting these issues on the front line. 
And that's why I said we got to have our voter block, because if we're putting these issues to the front line, these protective orders. Hey, you know, Derek, you're, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. So repeat that one more time. You said the Hugger, the Hugger Dad Foundation. And then repeat. What oh, you yeah. Said. The Hugger Dad Foundation is dedicated to putting these issues on the front lines. Whereas, okay. if, um, you know, we, that's why we're trying to create our voting block, because we put these issues to the front line, you know, about family court, about protective orders, you know, things that we would like to change about child support, whatever these issues are. And we put these up there and these people want to legislate on it, then we can pull our votes, make our votes transaction. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, right. I'm an independent. I, I ran as an independent candidate. I'm an independent voter. If you're a Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, whatever, but you're talking about changing these issues that you know fathers are facing, you get my vote. If you're not doing it, then you're not going to get my vote. And we need to start right. getting to a point where we can pull our resources together to become our own voter block, our own community. Whereas right. if you're not legislating for these issues, you are not getting this group of people's votes. And the bigger we become, the louder our voices and the more say-so we can have. We either right. got to have money or we got to have numbers. Mm. In either order one. to be heard, we need, yeah, we need either true. one, preferably both. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. what, that's what the Hug of Dad Foundation like, is about. You link if you get one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mean, that's, I mean, just being truthful, being real. And well, I mean, just we'd be lucky we get one, but you're right. We need to be yeah. better. Um. You know, as men, we need to pull together and and get out our feelings and and just get into get it. You know, put that work in. Yeah. Try to help each other. We gotta help. Like you was talking, or like help the young people. Like you know, just, yeah. You know, like, and, these people. And so when I talk to young people, I always tell them, you know, choose somebody to have babies with that you're gonna get married to. Don't just be like, Damn. oh yeah, you know, I, I want to have kids. You know, like Jesus. people say that, like I want to have kids. But they ain't even thinking about getting married. It's just kids. You know, like, oh, I can see yeah. myself having kids, but I don't know about getting married. That that should go hand in hand. Right. If, you, if you're talking <laughs> about getting married, I mean, if you're talking about having kids, you should be, you know, wanting to get married. You should be wanting to have kids with somebody who you could be with. That's true. That is so true. That Not just so, out here having kids. Yeah, just, and, I, just, you know, having our kids left and right. Yeah. And that's why, that's why we got to talk to the upcoming, you know, generation. Yeah. Make sure you have kids with somebody. You know, try your best to have kids with somebody you can stay with. And if you can't, try to work together because the family law system is going to um, get money off of your off of your um, off of your pain. Yeah, definitely. like I always say, the family court gets rich off of our the family court, like family lawyers. They take care of their families off of our dysfunction. Breaking up. The family lawyers over there with their family, they good off of right. our dysfunction. Mm-hmm. You know, we gotta stop doing that. We gotta we gotta try to resolve these situations ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta try harder. Oh, definitely. So hugger is hugger that is www.huggerdad.com or well right now I'm 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 putting I'm revamping. The oh, website. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to go with dot com anymore. I want to switch the dot okay. org. <coughs> well, if they just put hug a dad, they can look it up. Oh yeah, oh, if you just put hug a dad. 
yeah, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, right. And if you put Hugger Dad in on Google, uh, like other interviews will show up that I've yeah. done in the past. And um, I'm I'm very easy to find. You can email me. My email is simple, huggerdad at gmail.com. And, um, right. you know, I've had dads reach out to me and I've helped them. You know, I've helped a few get some 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 better rights. And you know, um, I've even I've even gotten through to a mom who's keeping the kid away. I've even gotten through to her, and you know, we still communicate to this day. So um I like to think that I'm you know doing my best and and at least one small corner of the world, but I'm trying to make this corner good and then I move on to another corner and like I say, one family at a time. Yeah. Oh definitely. Definitely. So that's huggerdad at gmail.com. Yeah. They can reach you that way. Yeah. Um, they can, you said they can find you by just putting Hugger Dad in Facebook, LinkedIn, yep. Instagram, Twitter. I look up all that stuff. I got to yeah. go follow you on some of the stuff. I, I'm, I'm bad with social media, believe it or not. I'm really bad when it comes to social media. I am too, man. If anybody's watching, they'd like to uh, help me run my social media page. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> That is hard. It's a lot of work. I got my wife, so my wife handles it all. I even tell her some. I'd say, just take my phone and do what you got to do, because <laughs> I, I don't have time for it. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't even want to look at the phone. I do that sometimes. I do that sometimes. Thank you. Just do what you got to do. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, man. And you know, before I go, one thing I want to yeah. say is that uh, one thing I want to say is that as as people, we have to try to. Um, just do better on all fronts. You know, there is dads out there who are not in their kids' lives. And we got to, you know, we have to correct that. Because yeah, our, our, children, our children need, our, our children need, you know, their fathers. And the oh, ones great. who are in, the, you know, the ones who are active, we need more men to be in the community. We need more men in social work. We need more men going into the social work fields working in the schools. We need more men to be active to give these young people advice. All of the things that we've been through, we need to pass that knowledge down because yeah. nobody else is doing it right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, we gotta be the ones to do it. Like the Hug Dad Foundation started out as a father's, a father's rights group, that's it. But in time, we're trying to um, grow to be a community resource for the entire family because right. fathers are there to um, protect the family, protect the community. So that's how mm -hmm. I want the organization to be. I want the organization to protect the families, protect the communities. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we gotta, we gotta let these people know that we're serious about this. Like as yeah. a dad, I'm serious about being a dad and, you know, I'm serious about being a husband and that's why right. I push work into these things because they mean something to me. That's why right. you know I'm still here, even though you know times get stressful with family yep. court. You know, with family mm -hmm. court is stressful. Um, with having a a baby mom is stressful. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> arguing with my baby mom and my wife on the same day is very stressful. You know? <laughs> I'm sure. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta start to do better, and you know, we gotta put ourselves in a better position. So, man. That's that's what Hugger Dad Foundation is all about. Positivity. Definitely. Definitely, for sure. Definitely. Because that's that's the only way that we're gonna make that's the only way we're gonna beat this and break this cycle that we have going on right now. We got we 
gotta break this cycle. Because this so, is something going on since I was since I was a teenager. Yeah, and if you would like to, you know, like how we was talking about uh expand the hug of that man. Listen, man, let's yeah, do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to sit down and think about that one. I'm gonna have to figure out because the the rules here are a little different in the US. Yeah. So I, I would have to I would have to I would have to do some research on that one. But even if we just you know, even if we just, you know, just had some people out just to talk about like the thing the thing that I don't want to get misconstrued is it doesn't have to be super complex. Oh you no, know, no, no. Just getting a few men or a few families together and just talking about, you know, um staying the course, working things out, working things out between us, even if things don't work out for us, we could work things out between us for right. our family. You right. know, um just just being that positive resource, just you know, helping fathers give some young men, you know, some young couples the game, you know, mm-hmm. over time because you know that helps a lot. Like the help that I've gotten for my marriage has helped a lot. Like just those conversations, you know, yeah. they help they help us, you know, we, we can learn from each other. And that's what we all about. Just let's just be able to be there for each other, help each other, teach each other. You know, definitely. Right? Definitely. and um and we could definitely we can move, you know, our community can get better because, you know, a community full of broken families is not a good community. I'm telling you, mercy. It's not good at all. Wow. It's just so, broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, that's, you know. Definitely. No, definitely. I'm going to look, I'm going to, um, I'm thinking in my head right now about that. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm going to definitely hit you up and um, yeah. we'll have a talk. For sure, and, man. And we'll Let's definitely get some, yeah, definitely. Because um, you made some good points on that one. Let's do it, man. Um, thank you so much for joining us, man. Um, no problem. I, enjoy week. I I'll be honest. I looked you up a little bit, but I wanted to get to know you, so I was like, I'm not. I'm not even going to look you up. You know, like some people, they do like they look at interviews. I looked at a couple of things, but I was like, I will. I want to just talk to you and get to know you this way. And I feel like you know, I got to know you, um, really well. And just Appreciate a short time we've been talking, man. You, yeah, you've been really um. Helping understanding, Insightful. helping us understanding mm-hmm. the family court system and stuff, and just some of the things that you're going through. I appreciate your um honesty and your um transparency, transparency that you came through with, you know, and, and telling us, you know, how you feel. So we really do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thank you, man. It's, yeah, it's man. all about it's all about you know working through things. Definitely, oh, definitely. definitely, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, man, I appreciate y'all. Ah, oh, definitely, man. Cool. So glad to know you now, Mr. Yes, Derrick. Yeah. We will definitely keep in contact. Yeah. yeah Just we, will. we will keep in contact. I want to, you know, I, I've always wanted to come out to the UK anyway. So oh, well, if you ever come out, let's hit us up. You know, yeah. Please do. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, maybe one yeah. day we could get together or something. Maybe we'll have oh, sure, hug a dad, hug a dad event in the UK or something. Oh, that'd oh, be cool. That's, yes. That sounds exciting yeah, already. Exciting. Yeah, we, could, we need to make that work. <laughs> yeah, so, so let's do it, man. yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate y'all. You're All welcome, right, Derek. All right. Have a good have day. Good evening, man. Have a good week. You too, man. All right. Bless. Yeah. Wow. It's been All a- right. It's been a good one today, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Yep. Yep. Um, As we said, that was Derek Reynolds from Huggadad. Mm-hmm. Um, he um was talking about the system. Now a lot of it was based in the US and a lot of it was based on why he he started the Hugger Dad Foundation. Right. But I hope that you all were blessed by his um 
testimony and what he talked about. Mm-hmm. We want to thank you all for joining us today. Yeah. And as before we go, we just want to say that if you would like to donate to our podcast, to our ministry that we have going on, you can go into Cash App and you can do dollar sign real and raw podcast. podcast. Mm-hmm. That's for the US. Mm-hmm. And then if you're in the UK, it's pound sign Goddard's Lamb. I think you can do either way. Yeah, either one. Right. Yeah. And then if you go PayPal, you can go at Goddard's Ministry. Mm-hmm. So that's PayPal. And if you have any questions or concerns or you just want to hit us up or you want to come on a podcast, you can hit us up at the Goddard's Ministry at gmail.com mm-hmm. and um, hit us up and we'll get back to you. Or you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, on the Goddess Podcast um, site. Or you can go to our personal pages, which is Pedro Gata for me, Senior. I think Pedro Gata yeah. Senior. Mm-hmm. And, and Tara Sunberg got Tara Sunberg got it. Mm-hmm. So you can go on the Facebook um, platforms and hit us up that way too. We're very accessible. We're very easy to get a hold of. So right. please reach out and um, let's have a conversation. All right. So we want to thank you all again. Thank you. Thank My you. name is Pedro. My name is Tara. And this is the Goddess Real and Raw Podcast. Oh, actually, let's pray. <laughs> We let's didn't pray. pray in the beginning, so let's yeah. pray now. Let's pray for the fathers. Yes. We should pray with them, too. Yeah, before he left. Yeah. But let's, let's put them in the prayer. We'll put them in the prayer. All right. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for everything that you have done for us, for showing us the wrong and the right that we do in our lives. We ask now, dear God, that you will continue to bless us. Be with the fathers out there, Heavenly Father, that are struggling to see their kids or that may have an issue with their ex that they may not be able to see the kid or do what they need to do for the kid as much as they want. We also ask, Heavenly Father, that you'll be with the with the woman involved, that you will soften our heart, or that whatever the situation may be, Heavenly Father, because we don't know, that you will allow them to to raise the child together as best as possible if it's in the best interest, and not even the best interest of the child. It is the best interest of the child that they raise them together. So we ask, Heavenly Father, that you will be with the couples out there and the families and the marriages and the relationships out there, Heavenly Father, that we can all just work this out so that our children can grow up to be strong, young black men or any color men that they may be. Mm -hmm. We ask, Heavenly Father, again, just to continue to bless us, watch over us as we start this week, each and every one of us, and be with us um, each and every morning when you wake us up and put breath into our lungs. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for everything. Continue to bless us each and every day. For this, I pray in your holy name. Amen. Amen. And pray for Derek. Oh, I did pray for it. You did? I didn't hear okay, you. Okay. I'm sorry. Pray for Derek. My apologies. Pray for... And we also ask that you pray for Derek with his situation that he's going on with court, that he will be able to um, get some closure from it, that he'll be able to get some um, ending to it where it will be beneficial towards him and not towards the ex all the way. And we ask Heavenly Father that you just be with him and his family that he has now also, Heavenly Father. For this, I pray in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. My name is Pedro. My name is Tara. And this is the God of Real and Roar Podcast. Peace. See you later. This is Pedro. 
This is Tara. And welcome to the Goddard's Real and Raw talk show. Do, do. 